Welcome aboard, gamers. I'm Bedroth. And I'm Shootkapow. And this is the Very Good Music Express. A VGM podcast train? <laughs> All aboard! Welcome back to another exciting episode of Very Good Music, a VGM podcast. And thank you for hanging with us there while we uh, took kind of an extra week to recover from a bunch of crazy stuff going on. We hope that you enjoyed the episode that was fueled largely by your fellow listeners. Thanks again to everyone who sent in and submitted tracks. In case you happen to not have caught the episode that actually dropped last week when this one was supposed to drop, go check it out. There were lots of really fun songs picked by our listeners. And you can hear all about the ways that you can recommend tracks for the show at the end of this episode. But for now, Shukapow. In case our uh, intro track there wasn't enough of a um, clue. What is our topic for today? Trains. That is right. Uh, this is the VGM hype train. Of hype cool VGM. Yes. Yes. As uh, <laughs> recommended by Shukapow, as far as the, the name of the episode, <laughs> this topic is one that I've actually had on my list to do since before we even started the podcast, and I knew it was going to be a really good one. I asked for listener submissions, and I was not disappointed. Obviously, I got enough to fill up a whole episode. But we also have some really hype train-related VGM on the episode today. Our intro track was a really fun little tune from... Wario Land Shake It, which has become kind of a, an MVP on this show. We've played several things from this game now. Yeah. That was called Wreck Train. Uh, the game was composed by Tomoya Tomita and Minako Hamano, as we've discussed before. came out in 2008 for the Wii. was developed by Goodfeel and published by Nintendo. And I don't know about you, Shukapow, I have got a really wide variety of tracks on my list for tonight. Uh... Any clues for the listeners, or should we just jump in? Let's just jump in. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and kick things off with one of my very, very favorite pieces of video game music ever, uh, my second favorite train theme. My favorite train theme is actually the one we used to close out the listener episode, which is the Zelda Spirit Tracks Overworld theme. Love it so, so much. And I was really glad that Patchpen brought that one, because... I mean, I was going to have to bring it if he didn't, or you were, one of us was. But now we get to have all new stuff on our list. I couldn't do a train episode without this track. But this is not a version I have ever played before, because I'd never heard it before this particular episode. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. This is the track that plays on the Wild West level, which takes place entirely aboard a train... And then inexplicably you fight a Cajun mutant alligator at the end of the level. But be that as it may, this is Bury My Shell at Wounded Knee. This game was originally composed by Mutiko Izumi and Kozo Nakamura. Came out in 1991, originally for the arcade, and was of course ported to the SNES. And it was published by Konami. 
We're going to be playing the Genesis cover by a YouTuber called Chiptuned Raichen. And I'm going to talk about why this is kind of cool when we get back. Genesis remix of Bury My Shell at Wounded Knee, originally from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, for the arcade. Chukapau, what'd you think of that song? That was very Potter. Pogger. Pogger. Okay. <laughs> very Pogger, not to be com confused with a certain preteen wizard. <laughs> Alright. And you were telling me you'd never heard this song before. Nope. We should really try to play this game sometime. I'll have to find some way to get my hands on it. Uh, but yeah, man, this was... I don't know why this one stuck in my head so much when I was growing up, but you know, you've got those songs from certain games that just like stick with you for, for whatever reason. So I decided on the Genesis version of this because, well, one, um, one of my listeners... Hi, Jeff, has expressed a fondness of the Genesis sound over the SNES sound in a lot of cases. Um, and I thought this one was kind of cool. This one is based on the arcade version of the theme, as opposed to the SNES version, which is the one that I'm most familiar with. And so it was kind of a kind of a change of pace for me. I like all the different things it does, like that synthy arpeggio, kind of in the background. That's really cool. I also... This level was not in the Genesis sort of adaptation of this game, which was called the Hyperstone Heist, and so there is no official Genesis version of this song. And I thought it was cool that this YouTuber went and made one of their own. And they've done quite a few of these uh, types of covers. Once again, Chiptuned Raijin is the arranger here. I will have a link to their channel in the show notes. So if we think of these uh, 14 tracks that we've got as sort of a set of cars on the train. What is the next car that we're we're jumping to on this Wild West train chase heist hype thing? <laughs> Those were words. You just got so many tracks that you're like super enthused about. You can't pick, right? No. <laughs> what? Is it like the opposite? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, you don't seem as enthused about this particular topic as I am. No, not really. Do you think the music you found is still good? Yeah. Do you think it's still very good, almost in spite of the topic? Perhaps. 
Okay, well, why don't we find out? If you don't have any favorites, I can just pick one. Like a random number, pick a number 1 through 7. How about you start with number 5? Wow, the random number generator also says number five. <laughs> nice. All right. The so, RNG is with me. <laughs> weirdly enough, this is also from Mega Man 5. This is Charge Man stage. Holy cow. That's so good. All right, let's get into it. stage from Mega Man 5, released in 1992, yeah. and composed by Mary Yamaguchi for the NES. That is so crazy that that came out in 1992. Oh my gosh. Like, that seems so early. I mean, yeah, it's still, absolutely. like, the SNES is out, but, yeah. Mary Yamaguchi. Yeah, she is really cool. She also came back. She was one of the ones who came back and did a Robot Master theme for 10. She did some other work for Capcom, like on Breath of Fire. This is a really great soundtrack, though. Yes. Um, I think, other than 2 and 3, Mega Man 5 probably has my favorite soundtrack. Uh, this is also the one with Napalm Man, which is really, really good. Um, and Galaxy Man, I think, is in this one. Also a great theme. Isn't Galaxy Man Mega Man 9? Who am I thinking? Gravity Man. Gravity Man. Yeah, Gravity Man. Yeah, Galaxy Man is the one with the UFO over a head. This series is so weird. I mean, this guy is basically yeah. a train, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you... You never made it past three, did you? You never played four or five? Uh, no. I think I should probably pick up the Legacy Collection again with four. Yeah. Four is good. Just skip four and... Uh, skip three and go back to four. Four is okay. Five is pretty good. Uh, six is fun. It's 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 a little bit different, but it's fun. Give me a second. Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah. In the in the the G-rated lyrics version, he says, "Makes the cherubim cry." Which <laughs> is a little clunky, but hey. When you're making it for your nephews because their parents don't like NSFW things, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Although, see, well, see, I would disagree that four is okay and five and six are pretty good, <laughs> but the music in five, like I said, really, really, really great stuff. 
And this song was actually the last one that I cut from my list when I was making my final list, so I'm glad it made its way made its way on here. I actually had a feeling that you might you might pick it. I've got a few deep cuts on my list tonight, speaking of that deep cut that you just brought. And again, when I say deep cuts, I always mean relative to my own experience. Um, I have never played this game, but I'm sure that some of our listeners have. We have heard from this composer before. Prof. Jeff, actually, to mention him again, mentioned a couple of fighting game tracks for our Rivals uh, episode last year, the one that we just did a sequel to last time. Um, and they were from Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue, which are series that are famously composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari. And they're hard rocking, great, great songs with awesome guitar. And Daisuke Ishiwatari is also well known for his work with Arc System Works, the developer for those games. Arc System Works also developed this game for world-famous video game publisher Konami. This is a spin-off from the Contra series called Hardcore Uprising. And what we're going to hear is Stage 6, or the Capital Railway theme. More on that when we get back. That was Stage 6, Capital Railway theme from Hardcore Uprising. Once again, composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari, released in 2011 for the PS3 and Xbox 360, and developed by Arc System Works for Konami. So Hardcore Uprising, apparently, I was looking into this, is the 13th Contra game. <laughs> and it serves not only as a spin-off to Contra Hardcore, which we have heard from before, but also serves as the prequel to the original Contra. So apparently Contra has a lot deeper lore than I ever looked into before. That might be worth exploring sometime in the future. So there are two game modes here. Hardcore, or sorry, Rising Mode and Arcade Mode. Arcade Mode is just like the standard. Rising Mode has like shops in it where after each level you can like buy upgrades and gear and stuff like that, which seems like it would make Contra a little bit more user friendly. Uh, you can also buy a health upgrade that lets you get hit two times before you die instead of only one time. 
Because <laughs> games were hard back in the day. Now we have super easy games like Hollow Knight and The Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Many new moves have been added. You can dash, dash in midair. This is starting to sound like Mega Man X. Uh, double jump and deflect enemy projectiles by bouncing them back. Uh, apparently, your weapons include the standard, you know, <laughs> the machine gun, the spread gun, uh, and also new stuff like the ripple gun, the chain laser, which homes in on enemy targets, and the katana, which you can use to like slash energy into your um, into your opponent, like in Zelda. Except you you don't don't have to have full hearts, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you can also. Oh man, this is like my favorite thing from Contra Three. So, in the original Contra, you have, like, one gun, right? Contra 3, you can have two guns, and you can have different special guns. So, like, you can have the spread gun in one hand, and the flamethrower in the other hand. <laughs> and if you hold L and R and jump at the same time, you, like, shoot both of them in a deadly arc of death. It's it's super fun. Wow. Yeah. Man, these games are a lot of fun. So, uh, you were saying over there, you're looking it up, Contra has some deep lore. Yes, it does. <laughs> it goes from, like... What was it? It goes from like 1973 with Contra Rebirth to 1444 with Neo Contra. 1444? Yes. No, 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 no. 44. 4444. 4444. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway. That's way far is... in the future. This one's Hardcore Uprising. That's. No, not Hardcore. Hard we are not Mike Levy from XPGM. It's Hardcore. Hard Hardcore's hard <laughs> rigor mortis. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's twenty six thirteen. Yeah, this one stars Bahamut, which is like thirty years before the original Contra. Apparently, yeah, Bahamut, and you can also use characters with names like Leviathan and stuff like that. I saw some of that too. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. Even though this character shares the same name as the main antagonists from Contra Hardcores, it has never been confirmed if both are in fact the same character. Interesting. That's very interesting. Well, before we get too derailed on this train of thought, <laughs> I see what I did there. <laughs> What's uh? What is your next train track going to be? Um, we're we're going to be person. derailed anyways because this is Derailed Express from Wario and Shake It. <laughs> All right, more Wario Land. I'm always down for that. Well, let's get derailed.
that was Derailed Express from Wario Land Shake It, released in 2008 for the Wii and composed by Minako Hamano. Alright, and yeah, second Wario Land Shake It track, but the music is just so darn good that, I mean, we can't help it. This track was kind of weird. <laughs> it starts out all like dark and dangerous and brooding, and then it just turns into da 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 da. <laughs> yep, super happy. Nice choice. Nice choice. So yeah, what do you like about this song? Why did you feel like it was good enough for this list? I like how they use the woodwinds in those bright parts, and then they just like go to the like, the low grass and low reeds. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah good. It's interesting, you know, what just instrument choice can do to the tone of a piece. Uh, sometimes even more than the actual, like, melody and key and stuff like that. We mentioned earlier in the show that you're not super fond of this topic. Uh, got something against trains? Eh. I just... It, eh. So when we were driving the other day and we went under that bridge and there was a train going over it and your siblings thought it was the coolest thing ever, you weren't so sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is all right to each their own. Okay, well, um, let me see. So a couple of couple of Wario. I think it's probably safe to say we don't have any more Wario tonight. But we might not be totally done with the Mario universe. We will have to wait and see. The next track, though, doesn't come from anything that I don't think either of us have ever even had on our radar. This next track comes from the... Dinsha de D series, which is a train racing game that parodies the popular manga series Initial D. This particular game is called Dinsha de D Climax Stage. It's the third entry in the series, and we are going to play a song called Chaser. I could introduce it more, but it really kind of defies description, so let's just listen to it, and we can talk about it more when we come back. Chaser from Dinsha Dedi Climax Stage. 
composed by Fran Dyer, and this game was released in 2012 for Windows, and was developed and published by Gino Silpa. I'm not sure if that is an actual like, company or if this is a Dojin situation, uh, but you can check out Fran's YouTube at the link in the show notes. Yeah, I don't know anything about this game, but I mean, a train racing game that's a parody of a popular manga series. Sounds like something I could probably get down with. Sounds pretty silly, wacky, and fun. Yeah. What did you think of this song? It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of intense. Um, that Definitely. that sense that that reminded me a lot of like '80s like hair metal style music. The lyrics, I wasn't able to find a great translation. I, I wish I, I could, but um, just the chorus, um, Chaser, um, uh, I can catch up to you, it's a dream, I can catch up to you, I win because of the victory. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's fantastic. Um, great, you know, Japanese translated English in the vein of a winner is you. Yeah. <laughs> and... Congratulation, a winner is you. And the terrorist geek. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we're sitting in a different place than we usually are. Ooh, behind the curtain. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, so that was Chaser. Um, what have you got to follow that up with? Hmm. How about... Oh, gosh, no. Stop, 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 please. Ah, that was polka music. Yes, it was. Um, but I don't have any Pokemon music on here tonight. I have Kirby's Epic Yarn, though. Ooh. I have Toy Tracks. Can't get too much different than uh, what I just played. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Cool. And we can talk about how much you absolutely love this stage when we get back. <laughs> Toy Tracks from Kirby's Epic Yarn, released in 2010 for also the Wii, and composed by Tomoya Tamita. Alright, 
lots of uh, lots of good feel on this episode. Uh, the same developer actually worked on Warrior Land Shake It and Kirby's Epic Yarn, and eventually Yoshi's Woolly World. So, um, all with uh, really, really great music. So, what do we have to say about Kirby's Epic Yarn that we haven't already said? <laughs> hmm. I feel like we've talked quite a bit about this game, but... Uh, this particular track, why don't you talk a little about your, uh, your experience with this? What's it like playing as a train in Kirby's Epic Yarn? Absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, I remember this is not the highlight of, of the game. It really isn't. Because you have to use the Wii Remote to, like, draw the track, right? And yeah. if you're even slightly off, the train just, like, falls. <laughs> uh, just Wii Motion Controls... Uh, I actually had to, um, actually had to help the children with this a couple of days ago, and they had two Wii remotes on, so it had to, like, it kept alternating between both of them, but the turnaround button was only on the one remote. Oh. So, oh, that's not good. Yeah, so I had to, like, alternate between them, and it was even worse. I heard you in there. You, <laughs> at one point, you, you yelled... That's bad game design. Why would they do that? It really is. <laughs> like, you don't just make two trains. They have two of everything else except for the big round tank, which takes up half the screen, so, yeah. It was nice of you to uh, help out your little siblings, though. That was sweet. All right. Uh... Well, we're going to do another kind of a 180 from there. This next track is not quite as hard rocking as that uh, as my last one was, but it definitely still has some energy to it. This song also has kind of a, an interesting history behind it. But for now, I will just introduce this as Sonic 06 Radical Train Modern from Sonic ATS, or after the sequel. Sonic 06 Radical Train Modern from Sonic After the Sequel. That was originally composed by Tomoya Otani for Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in 2006. Man, it's been 15 years since that game came out, and we're still talking about how bad it is. 
Uh, the arrangement for this game is by a composer who goes by Falk. And Sonic After the Sequel was released in 2013 for Windows on PC. And it was created and developed by Brazilian student Felipe Danelutz, who is also known as Lake Feppard. That's F-E-P-E-R-D. Once again, I will have links to everything in the show notes. So yeah, um, Sonic ATS is set between Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. It itself is the sequel to Sonic BTS, which is before the sequel, which was set between Sonic and Sonic 2. These games, by all accounts, are really, really good. They were well-received by journalists. Um, Supposedly, they preserve the retro Sonic gameplay and the 90s-style soundtrack that was originally set in place by Masato Nakamura. And there is also a, a sequel to after the sequel called Sonic Chrono Adventure, which I don't think has anything to do with Chrono Trigger. But um, altogether, these games... 4 out of 10. <laughs> altogether, these games had been downloaded 120,000 times by March 2014, and this came out in 2013. So, yeah, so for fan games, these do pretty well. And um, you, I think for the most part, they're either original soundtracks or they're like adapted from other ones kind of like T-Lopes did for part of Sonic Mania. Uh, this is um, based on, on the classic Sonic soundtracks but of course the modern Sonic 06 soundtrack which is not a bad soundtrack. Um, as horrible as the game apparently is, the music is actually pretty good. Uh, this isn't as good as Forrest's track from the, the Listener Picks episode last week. But what did you think, Chukpa? Hmm. It was very nice. I, d- I did like the brass in the background. Yep, brass. The, the trumpet stings. Yep. Yep, I like that a lot. I also really like that uh, electric sonic guitar. Um, it's just super fun. It's it's really cool. And the bass is always really great in Sonic games. That goes all the way back to the first one. All right. Okay, so where do we go from here? Next up. We're going to go to the Sunset Express to get the orange paint star. Ah! You know, um, Forrest actually recommended a lot of Paper Mario um, in the original, for the Listener Picks episode. I ended up not picking very many of them because we already were going to have some Mario and Morio and stuff. And I liked them okay, but there were just other tracks that I liked better. Uh, We'll have to see how this one goes.
that was Sunset Express from Paper Mario Color Splash, released in 2016 for the Wii U and composed by Takeru Nakazaki, Shigemitsu Goto, and Fumihiro Isobe. Alright. This game has really got some nice jazzy music in it. It really does. <laughs> Uh, what is this part of the game like? Uh, so it's sort of like a Wild West train area, because okay. it's the train. Yeah. Um, There's a few places like yeah. that in Paper Mario games. Yeah. And as the name suggests, it's it's Sunset. Yeah. So does this one, like in Thousand Year Door, there's a, um, I think it's called the Rockport Express. The There are different versions of the song for... Daytime, dusk, and nighttime. Is this one like that too, or? Uh, no. It's it's just it's just the one time of day. Okay. When you said that you're going to get the orange paint. The orange paint star, yes. Paint star. Okay. I think it's the last one you need before you get wrecked by Bowser. Yeah. Well, few um, many, few many times. colors are invoked by a sunset as much as the color orange. So that makes sense. Very cool. Yeah, I like this one. Uh. What else do you have to say about the track itself? Um, I like it. It's very jazzy. It has a lot of cool saxophone music. I'm guessing you first heard this when you were listening uh, or watching Zebra Gamers playthrough. Yeah. And it just stuck with you enough that you knew you wanted to use it. Cool. I like it. I like it when your tracks are like that instead of you just going down a list and like, oh, I like that game. Yeah, this track's okay. I'll put it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, my next track is... One that I found, um, actually, it's not one that I found myself. This was one that was recommended to me after I'd already kind of put together the whole list for the listener um, episode. Volts Supreme, who recommended three tracks last week, was like, "Hey, do you need any more uh, any more tracks for the train episode?" I was like, "Well, I mean, I can always listen to something," and I kind of already had my tracks picked as well. But then this one ended up bumping. Charge Man, which you ended up playing anyway, mm-hmm. because I just thought it was so cool, and it was different from pretty much anything else I'm, I'm playing. Um, really synthy, kind of techno-infused track, so I'm not surprised it came from Volts, since he's kind of the Australian synth VGM master. And um, make sure to check out Volts' podcast, um, Volts Supreme's Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine podcast. He also has a new audio drama podcast about a uh, wayward would-be pirate um, called The Crispy Kraken, and he is a composer in his own right. He has composed for Caveman Boy and Adam's Ascending, and I feel like something else that I'm not remembering right now. But anyway, go check out his stuff. It's really, really cool. We are going to be listening to Rush Hour. This is from A Hat in Time, which we have featured on the show before, specifically from the Nyakuza Metro DLC area. Uh, just like the music in the original game, from everything I found, this is composed by Pascal Michael Stiefel. You will find a link to his Spotify in the show notes. And the game was released in 2017 for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One, and it was developed by Gears for Breakfast, published by Humble Bundle. Once again, this is Rush Hour.
Alright, and that was Rush Hour from the Nyakuza Metro DLC of A Hat in Time, composed by Pascal Michael Stiefel. Shukapel, thoughts? That was very interesting. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of a more, like, techno version of Bowser's Kingdom from Mario Odyssey. Yes. It had the uh, the sort of Japanese strummed instrument there, um, but those drums just were really, really driving. Super cool. So this was the second DLC from A Hat in Time. Uh, it was Nakuza Metro and Online Party. It was released in November of 2019, no, in May of 2019 on PC, and then November for the Switch. So this is set in a Japanese-inspired underground city, music makes sense, and Hat Kid becomes a member of a cat-themed street game, <laughs> or street gang. Uh, the baseball bat weapon is introduced, and there are new collectibles, which you can run around the stage and find, since this is kind of a 3D collect-a-son in the vein of uh, Mario 64 and Banjo-Kazooie. And... Yeah, so the DLC was available at no charge for people who backed the Kickstarter campaign. And Rush Hour uh, is an area that's based around like the subway part of this underground city. So, and yeah, subway trains are definitely allowed. <laughs> All right. So once again, thank you, Volts, for recommending that to us. Shukabau, what is the next mm. car in this BGM train of hype, hype train of hype, cool BGM? <laughs> Uh, let's go back to Kirby. This is Loud Locomotive lo- Locomotive from Kirby Planet Robobot. was Loud Locomotive from Kirby Planet Robobot, released in 2016 for the 3DS and composed by the Kirby duo Hirokazu, Hirokazu Ando and Jun Ishikawa. Yeah, Ando and Ishikawa, back for more Kirby. Yeah. This was, uh, well, yeah, I can expect this from, from Robobot. We've talked before about how Kirby has some very eclectic music across the uh, across the years. Yep. 
but this was really cool and yeah I hadn't even really listened to this one much I um, listened to it enough to know yeah okay I, I, this would this would work for the show and then I promptly forgot about it and just put it on the list and wondered if you would pick it there were a lot of games I kind of wondered if you would get to on this list so yeah this was cool why did you pick this one over some of the other ones that were on the list do you think? I guess just because Kirby Point or Robot's good. Yeah, it is kind of a known quantity with you, huh? Uh, have you beaten this one? Yes, I 100%ed this one. Oh, man. And then I gave it back to RJ. <laughs> nice. All right. Very cool. Very, very cool. The, I don't even know what these instruments would be, but very robotic stuff there. And what what is this area... What is this area of the game like? Um, I don't exactly remember. <laughs> Apparently there's a train. Apparently so. That would make sense. Okay, cool. Well, anything else to, uh, to add here? Not really. All right. Well, next, we are going to go to a genre that I kind of expected there to be a little bit more of. Um, we had two fighting game subway tracks last time, one from Virtual Fighter 3 and one from Mortal Kombat 3. And there, I mean, train and subway areas are definitely in a lot of fighting games. This particular one is a very recent track. Uh, not as recent as some of the other ones we played on this podcast, but uh, from the latest iteration of Street Fighter, from Street Fighter V, we are going to take a listen to Union Station Alternative, which is one of the tracks that plays on the London stage. was Union Station Alternative, or the London Stage, from Street Fighter V, composed by, well, one of these fine people, Masahiro Aoki, Hideyuki Fukasawa, Kaiki Kobayashi, Takatsugu Wakabayashi, or Zack Zinger. <laughs> that was released originally in 2016 for PS4 uh, and Windows, and it was developed by Capcom and Dimps and published by Capcom. Nice. Street Fighter V. Not the first time Street Fighter has been showcased on our show. Shukapal, what did you think of that? 
That was very nice. That was hard rocking. Yeah, it was. But also uh, lots of orchestral flair in there, strings and winds and stuff like that. Uh, Xenoblade. Yeah, actually, there was there was some Xenoblade feel in here. I think it would fit for a fighting game, though. Yeah. So I would associate London with Cammy. I know that there were other characters in Street Fighter who were also associated with London or England who came out later. Uh, Dudley the Boxer is a British character, but I don't know um, anybody else. I kind of dropped off after Street Fighter 2. I have played some Street Fighter 3. I actually played quite a bit of Ultra Street Fighter 4 on the 3DS, but I don't know. Uh, Street Fighter 5, since it wasn't released on a Nintendo system, um, I never really got into it. I know that uh, know a couple of people who did. Uh, Jeff wasn't a huge fan, at least at first, because there was like almost no single-player mode originally, uh, and the online play was not very good at launch. Um, for which somehow, games. for which somehow, uh, P- PlayStation avoided being sued by Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> for copyright infringement. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, I also know that Rob Nichols of Rhythm and Pixels is a huge Street Fighter Five fan, and actually, I think Cammy is one of his main characters. So, um, yeah. But this battle takes place in the ticket hall of a busy train station in central London. Um, it is not an actual like location in London, but it's based on King's Cross, which you've heard of from the Harry Potter series. <laughs> in the background, you can actually see children running into a pillar. I'm just kidding. Uh, but you can see some of like the Queen's guards, you know, the, the tall, straight, like red guys with the big black hats. And occasionally you can... Um, in Street Fighter games, you can like throw a character or knock a character into something on the side of the screen, and it'll like break like a statue or something like that. Oh yeah, kind of like in the the, the King of Fighters stage. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, in this game, if you knock a character onto like the right side of the stage, you actually hit a British guard, knocking a trombone player down, and the the musician's cap like falls onto the character's head. <laughs> so yeah, so that's pretty pretty cool. Don't know who all is in this game, but uh, those of y'all who enjoy Street Fighter V, you know, let us know what you like about the game, and uh, let us know what y'all like about the track. Shukapow, what have you got next? Next up, I think I'm going to play the Bullet Bill Express from Super Mario 3D World. I knew you were going to bring this somehow. You've been talking about this one for a while.
that was Bullet Bill Express from Super Mario 3D World. Released in 2013 for the Wii U. And composed by Koji Kondo, Mahiro Yokoda, and Toru Minigishi. I definitely hear some Mahiro Yokoda in here. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds so much like Super Mario Galaxy. Like, man, this was, this was released eight years ago. Eight years ago. Of course... 3D World was ported to the Switch just this year. So. Yeah, with a new game that, you know, no one actually cares about 3D World anymore. <laughs> it's all Bowser's theory. I don't know. I've heard 3D World got some pretty cool upgrades and stuff to it. Yeah. Uh, apparently you can run in all directions now and not just in eight directions. There's some, you know, you streams. You can run faster now. You can run faster. There's some streamlining of things. Um, you can do the Captain Toad levels in multiplayer. Yep, yep. Uh, there's some cool stuff, but yeah, Bowser's Fury is kind of all the rage at the moment. We may actually be hearing something from that in the not-too-distant future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so tell us a little about your experience with this track and um, what you remember of this level. Um, well, this level is on a train level. I think it's Bowser's Castle when you... Well, one of one of the castle levels. Yeah. When you're like... Um, sort of going through this big train thing and at the end there's it's kind of like an homage to the Mario 3 auto scrolling levels yeah it really kind of is yeah except in 3D like you're on a train but there's also a train in the background and um the train in the background shoots bullet bills at you hence the bullet bill express (laughs) but yeah this this track is really cool like this also plays on those little stages where it's just like um, it's scrolling through all the different sort of, you know, like, 3D World. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Mario 3 had the tanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those tank levels. Like, <coughs> yeah, eight. it's in those as well. So Yeah, and then at the end you go into a pipe and pipe boom boom. That really is an homage to Mario 3, for yeah. sure. Mario 3D World, it's crazy, like, how many of the, like, Mario threads that it wove together. Yeah, with Mario like 2. Mario with, 2 with all the multi, multiple characters. Yeah, um, and some of the music, too. So the music, yeah. Mario Galaxy with the music, definitely. Yeah. Um, and Rosalina. Yeah, and Rosalina. Mario 3 with the, like you said, there's several different homages to, like, different levels and Boom Boom and the the, the Koop- Are the Koopalings in 3D World? Um... I don't think they are. I think it's just Bowser Jr. and Bowser. Yeah, but, and Boom Boom. But Boom Boom is, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Pom Pom actually, I think, was added in 3D Land, which, of course, this also goes back to 3D Land. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's on-screen multiplayer, which is from the new Super Mario games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's actually, you know, uh, Mario Galaxy again with Champions Road. It's a The music is a remix of Gusty Garden Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, the map. It's also, it's also very similar to the, um, the, I think it's called something similar, Champion Something in Galaxy 2. The map is really reminiscent of the um, new Super Mario games, but also it's one big interconnected world like Mario World. Yeah. Um, so, uh, plus there's Plessy, you know, um, yeah. which isn't really a throwback to Mario World, but she really would have fit right in. So. <laughs> but, very cool Perfect. game. I don't know. And whatever is. if you consider um, 3D World Deluxe and Bowser's Fury, well, then this is one of the most recent tracks on the list. And I'm going to follow it up with probably the oldest track we have ever played on this show. The track that I am going to play comes from a game released in 1982. That's the year I was born. 
Wow. <laughs> uh, this was released in the arcade by Sega, and it was arranged by Yukihiro Takahashi, who is an old-school Sega composer. I say arranged because it was actually composed by... Uh, it was an adaptation of a release by a popular Japanese band called the Yellow Magic Orchestra. Have you ever heard of them? No. You should really look up some of their stuff. Uh, I think that Volt Supreme is a fan of theirs. Pretty sure Ed Wilson also. They're a pretty big deal for fans of VGM because back before VGM was even a thing, they were making things that heavily influenced the early composers in VGM. The song is called Rydeen, and it was featured as the main background music in the game Super Locomotive. Dean, or main background music from Super Locomotive, adapted by Yukihiro Takahashi and originally performed and composed and released by Yellow Magic Orchestra. What did you think of that, Yukapau? That was very good music. <laughs> Sound kind of like Mega Man. It, yeah, and this this track is almost 30 years old. Wow. <laughs> like, no, it's almost 40 years old. Oh god. Because it's almost as old as I am. That's it, it. It is as old as I am. It's like that's crazy. It's older than Mario. It's from 1982. Oh my gosh! Like, it's older than Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm older than Mario. Wow. Wow. Uh, look at that. Okay. Huh. Uh, Neat. <laughs> but what do you think of this? Um. Yes. Yep. It was really good. Um. When I found this, I was like, I don't know. I kept wondering, do I really want to include this? And, I mean. I did partially include it just because of like the legacy. This is this is crazy. It's like it's like 40 years old. <laughs> but it, it also it's just really cool. And what did you think of that like the, the middle part with all the sound effects? Hmm. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but somehow it, it like it still worked. And yeah. the main theme, the main melody is really really cool. Um, so, Yellow Magic Orchestra uh, released writing in 1979. Um, this same, the same music also appeared in later PC games, including Rabbit Software's Trooper Truck in 1983, 
Superior Software Strikers Run in 1986, and as the Ocean Software Loader theme for Daley Thompson's Decathlon in 1984. Uh, this was a big deal. This song was a big deal back in the early 80s. Computer and Video Games Magazine reviewed Super Locomotive in their September 1983 issue. They said it was an enjoyable romp with a good setting and a marvelous, arousing tune that adds immediately to the action. Definitely agree with that. This is kind of a standard arcade quarter muncher. Short gameplay, short levels. You like guide your train along different routes, avoiding obstacles like other trains, red signals. You have a little bullet that you can use to shoot planes out of the sky, you know, like all trains do. Um, <laughs> uh, but using bullets and uh, shields, which can like temporarily block, like if you run into something, you can have your shield and it, it won't damage you. But using bullets and shields deplete your energy meter, and so you have to pick up items along the track. And so it's pretty cool. At the end, there's a bonus stage where you have to shoot down as many planes as you can. I don't know how easy this game is to find, but uh, you can find some uh, screenshots and uh, video of it, and it looks like a pretty cool little game. But, not counting the blooper reel track, which I also chose, that is my last track of the night. So, that means now it's time for your last track of the night. And, Shugapow, what are you going to close us out with? We're going to be making our final stop in the quiet village of Tasmilia. Tasmilia. Hey, I know what game that's from. Yep. This <laughs> is a railway in our village from Mother 3. was a railway in our village from mother three you know that song really evokes the idea of just a train ride through the country some of the music we played has actually had like train sounds in it but some of it just with the rhythm and the instrumentation evokes the the train like this one you got that sort of that you know steady rhythm and that lead, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, really, really makes you think of a train whistle. But, yeah, very cool pick. So what's uh, what's up with this track? Why is there, is this like a new railway in the village, or has it always been there? What's going on? 
Um, I don't really remember. It's been like a year since <laughs> I played Mother 3. <laughs> but uh, my buddy RJ could definitely tell you. Cool. Well, RJ, if you are of a mind, you can uh, go into the comments and let us know if you have a way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> or you could comment on the... Uh, uh, at, at us on the uh, the Twitter page at yes, Twitter page. Yeah, or if anybody in Discord knows, you can you can tell us there. Very very cool, cool stuff. Anything else to add about this track? Nope. Did you just pick it because it was one of the two Mother Three tracks on there, and you liked it better than the other one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Well, I knew I had to include as much as I could from games that uh, that you knew because that's what you can talk about the stuff that you know, stuff that you like. Yep. I should really play through Mother 3 sometime. Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, so what have um, what have you been playing lately? What's been on your... Pokemon Diamond. Yep. You've been playing quite a bit of Minecraft, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon Diamond. Yeah, you were talking to me about that last night, how much you're enjoying it. Yep, I've got 20-plus hours on it already. <laughs> I think I started it, like, just this month. I've got over 150 hours now on Cineplay, which, which I also think I started this month. Of course, a lot of that time is just like sitting on my desk while I'm working and picking it up between calls, but... Oh yeah, um, well, I have 999 <laughs> and 59 plus... 59 minutes plus... Uh, okay. So I have a maxed out timer, which is almost a thousand hours on Pokemon <laughs> Black 2. Yeah. Which I've been playing for like... Ten years? Yeah. Yeah. And how many nights have you just left it running with, like, you walking on a treadmill so that you can get steps and stuff? Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to rack up hours. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, so what level are you in Pokemon? Like, some somewhere in the 20s? Um, I'm actually around, like, the 35 mark now. Okay. I beat okay. two gyms today. One of them so was... you got six badges Incredibly... Now. Yes. Okay. One of them was incredibly... One of them was incredibly taxing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, uh, which one was it? Um, it was the Ghost Gym. It's always the Ghost Gym. Who's the Ghost Gym leader in Diamond? Fantina. Apparently Fant she's Fantina. French, even though France doesn't exist in the Pokemon world. <laughs> Has there been a region that's supposed yes, to be like... Yes, it's Kalos. Except, problem, that was Gen 6. Weird. Diamond and Pearl or Gen 4. <laughs> okay. Another okay. thing. Diamond and Pearl are like... They're so slow. I think I have only like 25 hours or something mm. on white on my white two Nuzlocke, and I'm almost ready to fight the Pokemon League for the second time. So and it takes my Pokemon six are level, level 80. Up. Takes a while to level up on this one, huh? I wonder how the well, yeah, uh, bro, like the oh. menus, the battles. It's it's Gen 4 is well known for being the slow one. I wonder how the remakes are gonna be. Yeah. Gen 4 is actually the only other Gen I've played besides uh, Gen 5 and um, Gen 8. Played Platinum, borrowed it from one of my students for a while. And maybe you can play Pokemon Legends Arceus when it comes out. I definitely will, because we'll definitely be getting it. Pokemon but Breath of the Wild. The next game, Pokemon game, I'm going to be playing is releasing in six days as we record this. Woohoo! And, ah, yeah. and three days as this episode is released, of course I am talking about new Pokemon Snap. Woo! And oh snap, I can't wait. I pre-ordered this game back in January, and oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this game. <laughs> so looking forward to it. The first little batch of my Christmas money went straight to this. Like, <laughs> like I've been looking forward to this for months. 
really, I've been looking forward to this for like 20 years. It's about the freaking <laughs> time, Nintendo. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you had the DS, the 3DS, the, the Wii U. Like, you've had so many opportunities to have a great Pokemon Snap sequel. But you know what? Maybe we'll see. We'll see if it was worth the wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But, anywho... I think that's going to about do it for this episode. Oh, I have been playing Xenoblade Chronicles, as I said. I am around level 95 now in that game. I am right at the boss, but now I'm trying to do all of the side quests and like get all of the stuff connected. And at some point, when you have either gotten deep enough in the game that there's no spoilers, or when you've decided that you don't care about being spoiled, <laughs> um, we will have to do like an in-depth look at this game, because I really want to talk about it. And I really want to play a lot of the music, because this is now one of my top five favorite games of all time. It is it is exactly the right kind of game for me. The story is fantastic, the characters are great, uh, the music, of course, is wonderful. Uh, the action yeah. just keeps me coming back, and it's, I don't know, it, it's just the right level of challenge for me. It's not incredibly hard if you know how to, like pair the people up the right way and use the badges the right way and and pick the right auras for whatever enemy you're going to fight. The arts, I mean, not auras, but arts. But At least it has a better tutorial than Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Well, I don't know. I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, so we'll have to wait and see when we get that one, how I like it. But um, When? Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> definitely getting it. I think after I finish Chronicles, uh, I'm going to go back and play Xenoblade Chronicles X again, because I really want to get back into it. And I recently found out that at X, you can actually have your main character voiced by the voice actor of either Shulk or Fiora, depending on whether you pick uh, you know, male-presented or female-presented character in X. So... Um, definitely, and apparently if you pick Shulk's voice as the male-presenting character, during battle sometimes he'll say, I'm really feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really feeling it. Now it's Ryan time. <laughs> That's Don Van over there. <laughs> uh, Ricky is angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to go play it again. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, Shukapow, where can our listeners find you and find us? Where, where else can they can they get a hold of us? Uh, flat.io, where I do music and things as Sawyer Irving for Smash, and on Twitter as Plain Old Shootin' You can find us on YouTube by searching Very Good Music VGM Podcast, and you can email us at VGM at gmail.com. Links to our Discord are in the About section of our YouTube page. Our home is at anchor.fm, where you can also go to leave a voicemail message if you would like to. We absolutely love hearing from you, our listeners. As you hear this, you'll have five or six days to tell us about your favorite song from a cat-themed game. Uh, not a song for a cat character in a game that is otherwise not about cats. So unfortunately, Morgana, um, the um, Palicos from Monster Hunter, those things don't really count. This has to be like a cat-themed game. Uh, I was generous with Chukapau, and I let Chukapau kind of stretch Bowser's Fury, because it is set in a cat kingdom, basically. Like It's all cats. If there had Everything been a cat kingdom a cat. in Mario Odyssey, this would have been it. So, since Bowser's Fury is a separate, um, a, a separate game, really, than Mario 3D World Deluxe, uh, I, I allowed it. So, 
Um, we will be hearing something from that. Dusk is going to be joining me on that episode because Shukapau is wrapping up all of his end-of-year school stuff, and so uh, Shoot's going to be taking some time off to focus on that. So it'll just be me and Dusk this time around. We have to bring Dusk back for our episode 5. It's kind of a tradition now. But we would also love to hear from you all, so let us know. And in the meantime, if you just can't wait for some cat tunes, you can go check out a recent episode of Volt Supreme Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine podcast, where he interviewed Ryan Steele, one of our patrons and the composer of the Catlandia soundtrack. Yeah. You may also be hearing a little more about the Catlandia soundtrack in an upcoming episode of this podcast. But we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of Ryan, uh, Shukabau, who are some of our other patrons? Um, Daryl, the last Rican of uh, VGM Fight Club. Yes. And also Senpai's Playlist, an anime music podcast. Yes. And then, as we've said, Ryan, the composer of Catlandia. It's Ryan time. It's Ryan time, yeah. yeah. Uh, Forrest Shamlian, creator of Castle Corp. Yeah. Uh, the Mysterious Nathan, one of our newest patrons. Alex Messenger. Of a VGM Journey podcast. Yes. Also, uh, Carlos, Leon Roman, Kung Fu Carlito of a Heroes 3 podcast, and also one of the artists who we have to thank for our awesome artwork. And finally... Skeletroy yeah. of the VGM SNES Thrash remixes. Yes, the original Thrash Canadian and yes. the composer of our theme song, who we didn't play in with, but who we will be playing out the show with. And yeah, thank you all so much. Uh, you too can become a patron at patreon.com slash VGMVGM. And I think that is going to just about do it. Thank you all for taking this lovely train ride through VGM country with us. Uh, join us next week for a wonderful um, feline good time. That's not a thing. But anyway. Oh, wait. The blooper reel track that we are go- okay. you are going to be hearing is Train Ride, or Level 2, from the Sega Genesis classic, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure, <laughs> composed by Katsuhiko Suzuki. And it actually is a pretty cool little tune, so check it out. You can check out a playlist of all of these songs on YouTube. A link will be in our channel. And, yeah. So, finally, until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to Very Good Music. for there to not be noise so I can start. <laughs> oh. Well, more blooper reel, I guess. Chips. Hmm. Yeah, you should wait until we're playing music and then you can eat all the chips you want. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like we're going to have a really long blooper reel. Really, really long blooper reel. <laughs> it's full of ASMR chip crunching. Like the really, really long train from Paper Mario Color Splash. That would have been a really good segue, except this part's in the blooper reel. Dang it. (laughs) Alright. Well. And I will have a link to 
Oop, excuse me. Blooper reel. <laughs> so, this this. <coughs> but, the music is... It's because I went to the dentist and my mouth is all numb. As you hear this, you will have probably about five or six days to let us know. You have 22 minutes until the solar system is destroyed. Is that, well, huh, the Outer Worlds? Or the Outer Wilds? One of those. Maybe. Anyway. It, it was announced um, at the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Some indie game or other. Yeah, I think it's called The Outer Worlds. Anyway, um, sounds pretty cool. Sounds also reminiscent of Majora's Mask. Anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, as you hear this, and that, oh gosh. Oh, don't fall down. Speaking of Ryan, uh, Shukapau, who are some of our other patrons? Daryl. And Forrest. We also say, like, their name and, like, what they're looking for and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh... So, Daryl is called what? Uh, The Last Recon. Yeah, so say, like, the whole thing. So I can edit it in. Um, Daryl, The Last Recon of uh, VGM Fight Club. Yes. Uh, Forrest Shomlian. I don't know where he's from. Castle Corp. Castle Corp? Yes. Castle Corp. Yeah. Forrest Shomlian from... Forshawian, the creator of Forshawian, the creator of Castlecore. Yeah, uh, the mysterious Nathan, one of our newest patrons. We're going out of order. This is dangerous. <laughs> One second, I gotta get my thoughts. Uh, until next time, everyone. Play very good games. Be very good people. Oh wait, 